0: On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him
1: to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second
0: Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. so i'm super pumped about this episode because i'm also excited about some little differences that we're going to be doing um kind of i think we're going to have more of a some guests on on more on a regular basis everybody seems to love it so we got jenny matt and zach and and uh, we got a special guest for everybody.
2: We do, yeah, we had really good feedback about our guest two weeks ago, and we pulled our audience in the super secret Second Shot Facebook group, and they said, yes, if a guest is super bomb, bring them on, so we did. Uh, My friend Amy Robbins is here today. She is the CEO of Alexo Athletica, the creator of the line as well, so I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit about her, and then we're actually going to kind of dive into an interview with her so you can learn about her and how she created the company, and then we'll get into the Second Shot part.
0: we're gonna do that a little different now with guests we're gonna try it out y'all tell us what you like we're gonna do when we have a guest on we're gonna do two episodes i mean two segments two 15-minute segments the first one will be really getting to know the guest the second uh, segment will be doing a headline like the traditional show tell us what y'all like after this one
2: so amy is a former tv host slash model well actually a tv host again now um and and creator like i said of alexo athletica she is a purpose-driven connector she is the host of not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, but I, I highly recommend. We talked last week about you know promoting other podcasts and promoting this medium, yeah. so you have to check that out. So essentially, she was a woman who had a dream and, and, and saw a need, which is how businesses are created, right? So she was hosting NRI TV and Gun TV, and she wanted to see women everywhere live a confident, self-reliant lifestyle. She was an avid runner. She wanted to train for a marathon without fearing for her safety. She obtained a license to carry, um, but what she realized was that it didn't do her good because she was running and didn't have anywhere to to put her firearms. So she created Alexa Athletica uh, for this product line that allows you to do that, allows you to not only carry a firearm, but any other method of protection as you are out there. So the slogan is Carry With Confidence, and we welcome Amy Robbins.
3: Hi, Jenny. Hello i'm heath. so What's happy up? to have you i can't believe you'd never met
2: heath before today no, no yeah. i mean I, That's feel insane. Like I do
3: because i follow you guys obviously on instagram yeah. and i've known you forever and yeah. so i i feel like i know you but no first official time to yeah. meet him today yeah I, I
0: do too i feel the same way just because of you know social media it's funny how that happens
3: well mm-hmm. and i'm thinking back so so i oh gosh
2: i think that your story is so valuable for so many of our our listeners and i was thinking back to the first time that i interviewed you on fox in dallas how long ago was that i I mean.
3: That had to have been right when we actually launched. So we launched October 2017, and you were doing the, excuse me, you were doing the Stay Safe at Christmas Time segment. That's yeah. right. And it, I was, I tell everybody this, I'm like Ginny was the first person in media to get what we were doing and to highlight what we were doing, not in a way that highlighted the firearm necessarily, but just really focus on what we want to focus on, which mm-hmm. is keeping women safe, mm-hmm. empowering them to take their safety into their own hands, how they see fit. And so you were the first one to bring me on and let us demonstrate how how the product works. And um, so I always am very appreciative oh, to you for that. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. Well, it was, you
2: you really killed it. I, I, after we did that, I was like, she's going to be all over over the place and, and you were you know and, and now you've been on national media multiple times so I want to for the, I, the men. Biggest, can y'all yes.
0: explain what you why that's a difference because some men may not understand they might be
3: like why didn't you just put yeah. it in a pocket why yeah. do you explain just? like the logistics Absolutely. I'll, I'll give you a quick little rundown this was something that I I was training for the white rock marathon here in Dallas several years ago and had had one of those incidences you know I'm out in Prosper running in the back roads and I had a, a car come over the hill and when they got up to me slowed down real slowly kept driving, got to a stop sign, turned back around, and then stared at me and slowed down Mm -hmm. again, really slow. And I tell everybody, I'm like, that's the end of my story. You know, nothing happened, thank God. But it was the first time in my life that I ever started actually thinking that my safety could be a concern. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to take, you know, it, I felt defenseless and I felt helpless and I never wanted to feel that way again. And so- Because I, you were
0: wearing like yoga pants- I was just wearing regular no running
3: pants. I would be running with my cell phone in my hand, uh, my, my keys in the other hand. And I, like, what are you gonna do if something were to happen to you out in the middle of nowhere? Nothing. Was really my thought. Yeah. And so I started researching and I found out very quickly that you know, 51% of women want to run and walk as their activity. And there's a ton of them that have felt concerned for their safety. Um, I wanna say is 43% have actually been harassed on a run. So whether it's cat calls, it's someone slowing down and 30% of women have been followed while they've been outside side, running and walking. Me.
0: Doesn't shock me.
3: You know, and I'm like, guys, I mean, I don't know. You guys are good looking guys. You probably have been followed before or maybe her mask, <laughs> not, not really. cat <laughs> calls, you know. Well, I mean, get Gen- them to Gen- Alexa. Jenny did
0: chase me down and I was oh, like, oh,
3: back stop. up. Give okay. me give me space, girl.
0: <laughs> give me space. Back up some. You're, so, you're too thirsty right now. Well,
3: you know, so, so, so I <laughs> wanted to do what I felt comfortable with. I mm-hmm. have had a background with firearms. I'm a firearm instructor, so I wanted to get my license to carry it. Well, there was no place to just put them. Regular athletic clothes um, were too loose in the waist to actually hold anything up. And then there wasn't anything in the firearm or self-defense space that was cute enough. And so I was like, someone needs to fuse the two worlds together so I can still feel like I'm wearing Lululemon Mm -hmm. and have functional pockets and places to put things. And lo and behold, a bunch of other women wanted the same thing. So we were going to test the market, uh, take 2018 to test the market and just See if anyone wanted any of these pants, and we were sold out five months out of the year. Yeah, uh, it's like try going to her website. There, there'll be like one pair of like, you know, (laughs)
2: pants that that's left. As soon as you put something out, people like take the product immediately yeah wow. they, they do no. and it's
3: it's been really exciting because to me the most important thing is seeing all of these women especially college age women i'm getting emails every day from college women saying thank you so much because how many of us have gone you know from the library to the parking garage really late at night and not had any place to put anything on your body mm. you know even mace most, I was about most saying, girls, some paper or right. mace right
2: exactly because it's when it's in your purse or this is what i've experienced yeah. you know because i was always going to work at you know two in the morning mm-hmm. in your purse though you think about the the sort of like length of time to get access should Mm -hmm. you need to it's really it's too long sometimes it's too
3: long and so that's why i wanted to get women to start thinking about this idea of just keeping something with them on their body that they're comfortable with that they feel like if if you're going to use mace i still tell people to get out and practice with it make sure you know how to use it which way the spray is going to spray so you don't spray yourself in the face you know there's there's so many elements to just taking your safety into your own hands and that's what we want to encourage women to do because at the at the end of the day, when you have that confidence to say, I don't have to rely on anybody else to take care of me, it's one of the most empowering things in the world that you can do as a woman.
2: Okay. I want to hear about the transition from, okay, so you're in the working world
3: and, and then you get this idea for the company. Uh, what what was the first step? You know, it's really funny because I've always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. Even as a five-year-old, I asked my dad, dad, why do I have to major in to run my own company one day? Uh-huh. But me and I feel like maybe a lot of women kind of fall into this I fall, fall into that comfort trap you know getting out of school getting a job that you have a steady income uh-huh. and um, what were you we doing right out of school well actually I went to dental hygiene school that's so right. actually I have my dental hygiene license um, and I was doing that like two to three days a week while I was working on some stuff in entertainment um, and then I transitioned full-time working for an advertising company uh, that's actually where I started working with NRA TV I was mm-hmm. hosting producing um, the show for them and then a couple of other shows as well so I had a great job it was super cush you know the great six-figure job that we all work really hard to to get to but something was missing I just I was really miserable working so hard I mean even in advertising you don't sleep yeah I was working 24 hours a day and I just realized I'm like I don't want to work this hard for somebody else the rest of my life but I didn't know I wanted to be able to go and create something that I was passionate about Uh so it was one of those things I just needed my aha moment I just needed to move from my comfort zone and go pursue my calling. But I didn't know what that was yet. And it wasn't until I had that aha moment training that I'm like, I think we have something here this really fused every one of my passions together from the fashion industry to the running industry to helping women um, and so it it was once I finished up my contract uh, working with NRA TV I said this is this is the time like this is the time we have to go do this okay so had you
2: saved a ton of money d- at no. this point because <laughs> okay, I think people are people always delay a big reason for delaying is that they don't have the capital they Absolutely. don't have the money and they're like well maybe I'll
3: get a raise and then I'll save some of it and yep so so what did you do about so that. we always knew that I'm we weren't going to get do personal, something. No, I, but, I, and know. I love talking about this because, you know, I don't come from a lot of money. We're not an independently wealthy family. That I just had my parents to send me a bunch of money. It really was my husband and I buckling down and saying, this is something that we believe in. To get your spouse on board, your dream, to, for them to be making a have ton of to. sacrifices. Don't you think that's too. crucial? I do think it's crucial, it, but there's mm-hmm. a lot that don't. And there's and, a and lot that's why they struggle. Absolutely. And so I had a very supportive husband. I mean, he actually runs operations for our company now. But um, so we had, you know, we had been stocking back and saving. We were doing the Dave Ramsey thing from the day we got <laughs> Shout married, to you know. Dave Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dave Ramsey. <laughs> so you guys were good. You weren't like in debt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We had we had no debt. So, but we knew we eventually were going to sell our home and prosper. We had mm-hmm. a great piece of land and property. And we were just waiting on that knock on the door. And one day, right when we were getting ready to start all this, it came.
0: Yeah. And oh, it goosebumps. was like, it was. It it was the perfect
3: timing. It was like God saying, you know what, now's the time. Here you go. It's ready to go. Um, I'm, I'm giving you this. So we put X amount aside to actually start the company um, and then we put the rest in. We bought a home and then we put the rest in, in other investments. And so we said, what are we comfortable with the risk? What risk are we comfortable with taking? And we looked at each other. We had our number written down and we we agreed on the number and we said, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna take this, we're gonna make it, and we're gonna see what happens with it. And we're gonna test the market and then we're gonna go from there. And we had decided at first that we didn't want to take out loans. We didn't want to go into debt. Um, we, we started exploring once things started taking off, going to investors uh-huh. and raising capital for this. And we're still kind of in that, we're, we're going back and forth right now on, and I talk to my mentors all the time. I'm like, how did you realize that you wanted to acquire debt versus give away equity in your yeah, company? That, that, how, how, do, how does one decide uh-huh. that? It's different for, it's different for, I mean, your husband can probably yeah. attest to <laughs> that, you know? And I think everyone's thought process on how they is get to that totally is different. totally different. Not uh-huh. what, what you wrong. were comfortable mm-hmm. with, though. Exactly. It was what we were comfortable with, plus that um, we were able to work some, we're in a very, Apparel industry, knowing now what I know about apparel, I probably would never get back into Ah, apparel. But here you are. (laughs) It's a a beast. (laughs) Um, But we were able to work some things out with our manufacturer because cash flow is a big issue when it comes to apparel because you're constantly taking risks on sizing, colors, trends. And if you don't sell one season, you're out all of that money and potential cash for your next Mm -hmm. season. And, you know, so you're always playing this dance of, what are we comfortable doing and how are we comfortable growing this brand? You know, we we were able, thank God, not to spend any money in marketing last year. Um through social media we were really able to hone in with our influencer program and we've got just great relationships with with women in in different industries that jumped on board and were able to give us their support right off the bat that we didn't have to spend any money on marketing because so, they believed in it. because mm-hmm, they believed in it. And So uh,
2: going back to when you very first okay so so you you and Drew decide Okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how much we're going to invest. Is the first thing like do you go to a manufacturer? Do you get a makeup? Do you make a website? Like what's first? <laughs> I didn't know.
3: <laughs> I, didn't have a, I didn't have a background. <laughs> but I love to hear that this. she didn't know because yeah. it shows that other people could no, I, do that I too. No, I had no idea other than... Google? I had, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I mean, it, it was that and then it was asking questions. It was going to people, you know, because I had been back and forth in L.A. I'd met people through the fashion industry, designers, manufacturers. I just started asking questions. I think the best thing that you can do as an entrepreneur is someone that wants to start something that you don't know a lot about is don't be afraid to not be the smartest person in the room. You're actually going to learn a whole lot more if you will just ask questions. And so I started reaching out to people saying, "Okay, I have this vision. I put vision boards together cuz I don't draw. Yep. I can't even yeah. sketch. So I wasn't going to actually draw the clothes. So I put vision boards <laughs> together. I found the designer who actually works on. He does a lot of the celebrity branding. He just did the Good American line with uh, the Kardashians. Oh, very cool. He did Justin Timberlake's line. So I I had good people I could contact. Lo and behold, come to find out this guy is actually like a closeted gun guy out in California who just <laughs> happened to get very excited about working on, on this line. So we collaborated. I gave him the vision board. He put all everything down. And then I go, well, now someone has to make them. And I had no idea who was gonna make them. I'm like, do I take them to the seamstress down the road yeah, Right. Make a sample? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know. Go to know. the Nordstrom alterations yes. department. I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do I do? I didn't even know what sourcing materials was. I didn't know about that. Um, so I, I was at SHOT Show in 2016, um, which is a big out sporting, hunting, outdoor trade show in Vegas. And the very last day, nobody stays around to the last day of Shot Show. I just happened to stay around, and I got a phone call from my friend who was um, who was manufacturing a few like. Uh I don't know, can still carry uh, garments and stuff uh-huh. like that. She was like, you have to meet my manufacturer. He's leaving right now. He's literally walking out of the showroom to go catch his flight. You have to go meet him. So I ran down there. I, I hooked up with him, shook his, shook his hand, sh- laid out the vision. And like, I mean, I, it was the fastest elevator pitch I've ever done in my entire life. And he was like, I love it. Let me make a couple of calls and I'll call you back. He called me back the next week and had, we flew out to Utah to go meet a massive manufacturer out there that, you know, manufacturers everyone from Under Armour and Lulu to everybody they loved the idea and they said we're basically going to take you under our wing and we'll start doing this for you um with smaller minimums Mm, that's key that's key it's key because we I didn't know that minimums were so high and things were so expensive so they gave us kind of a trial period to do a small a small minimum run um, where we could kind of test the market. And I thought that would last us all year, one run. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> These 500 units will yeah. last us all year long. And um, they didn't. We started pre ordering October 2017 and we were nearly sold out by the time we got our inventory in December yeah, that wow. of That was around like 2017, oh I think, gosh. when we did the interview. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay, well, so can you just like remake those again and they'll be here in a couple weeks? no 90 days later you get your product I
0: was tell every time it's literally right here by where we shoot you have a massive billboard right on the tollway, one of the busiest areas in Dallas, and it's like right here, and we see it if, almost every day. If you day. guys
2: have ever been there in Dallas, you've seen Amy's behind. Well, yes. Yeah, I know, he I put, like, and he recognized <laughs> it too. I was like, um, oh, "Excuse no. me," he's like, "No, it's the brand." I know that that's her brand. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that. Was,
0: I, I honestly didn't know that was her till just now, to be honest with you. That I didn't know that. I really didn't. <laughs> well, I just once, knew the brand. I, I, I yeah. saw the thing because I mean, Jenny back when she interviewed you, you know, she's talked that's about right. you nonstop since then. So
3: well, unfortunately we have now been replaced by a big burger from jack-in-the-box but you win oh. some you lose some i know <laughs> i know
0: Go from you to a burger
3: that was the first uh, actual marketing that i wanted to spend money on and we we were hoping that with that it would lead to more media recognition and uh-huh. attention and it was really funny i had a dream on a monday night i just in my head i was driving down the toll road saw this but i didn't even know that this billboard was open i saw in my head exactly what i wanted the billboard to say i woke up on tuesday drove down there it was open i called the people on, um, I think it was out front. Yeah, media, like on the lower third kind of thing. Lo- yeah. I didn't even know how to get a billboard. I right. didn't even yeah. know how much billboards cost. Yeah. I call. I filled out a request, and by Wednesday we had a contract, and the billboard was up the next week. That's awesome. I, I was just like, I, we have to do how this. How much do billboards I, cost? Yeah, hold on, well, real talk.
1: How much do billboards cost?
3: So typically... Twelve to sixteen thousand dollars on a <gasps> low end. Depending on your, it can be, location. be a hundred grand a year off a, the tollway. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Really? Uh-huh. A hundred it, grand a year. Media? Yeah, because think of how often you're stopped
2: on the tollway. Just a stuck hundred. there. Well, and uh, I had it in yeah. my head.
3: I said I need it to be on the side of the road that you're on. I didn't want to be. I didn't want it to be across the road. I want it to be on the side of the road. Those are more expensive. Really. To yes. have it. Yes, and it's more expensive when you're in high traffic areas. Yeah. That you know. But I. Wa- I was like, I have to have this spot. I called them, and I'm like, guys, here's what I have for my marketing budget. I mean, they, they laughed, basically. But the guy who helped us out was like, you know what? My wife just got her concealed carry license. and I love what you're doing. Um, and I said, well, can I also be honest? Like, you know, no one's had this space for, it's been empty for a long time. You know, how about we work a deal, and I, I get this put up there, and then it'll make it, you know, a uh, real desirable for somebody else you know to pay full yeah. price for your salesman, good right good yeah. sales. and uh, he took it uh, they put it up it was up there for four weeks yeah he was and- there for a while and the the day that it went up I got called from a local news channel here that was like we saw your billboard this is awesome can we do a story on you they came they did a story and it sat there for three weeks didn't after they filmed our story it didn't do anything I'm like oh maybe it wasn't that exciting I don't know he calls me uh on a a Monday and said hey your your segment is gonna air Friday at on the 10 p.m. news and I was like Oh, the 10 p.m. news. Does anyone watch the 10 p.m. news? You know, but okay. well, come to find out they saved our segment about the pants that can save your life because um, 2020 is right before the 10 p.m. news. And it was that week was the two-hour Ted Bundy special. Oh, wow. So they <laughs> plugged our pants. That's actually perfect. It was perfect. Offline, I have to find out who this reporter was. That was really good. It was mm-hmm. genius. Oh, I know. So they were plugging, you know, the pants that could save your life on every commercial break during this 2020 episode. Wow. And then did the big thing. So Smart. So it ended up, you know, I did not pay. Twelve thousand dollars, anywhere close to twelve thousand dollars for this billboard, but we ended up making all that back plus more with the sales that came from the, you know, the local news channels. What's so
0: so interesting about that is a lot of people think billboards old, old stuff, old tech, old whatever. Now the tollway seventy-five are like probably some of the most highest priced billboards So. A billboard on the Tollway 75 in Dallas, hundred grand a year, that's not the majority of billboards, but those two are still gonna be that.
3: They're gonna be expensive. Well, and you, you know, when you're a startup and you don't have, it used to be that all your money had to get pumped into marketing yep. because you didn't you don't have, have these social media avenues. Now you can just be really savvy and get creative, start thinking outside of the box on what you need to do to reach a totally different audience. And that's kind of, we've had to just be very creative mm-hmm. on our shoestring budget that we've had yeah. for marketing.
0: Yep. We're going to come back, and we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to do a fun little headline with you, one of our old regular Second Shot ways. So we'll be back in a minute on the second segment.
1: He makes up words. She translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN.
0: To all my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code SECONDSHOT. Now listen, promo code SECONDSHOT, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com. Promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready?
1: Aim? Fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN.
0: There's nothing like throwing our guests onto a little traditional second shot with a headline and and doing a little take and throwing it around. You know, that's always fun.
2: That's always fun. Always fun. It's true.
0: Stone to the wolves with it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What do we have today? Or
1: thrown to the lions. Yes, a suspected (laughs) rhino poacher is killed by an elephant and then eaten by lions in South Africa. This might be our most violent headline ever. Wow. I love it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Only a skull and a pair of trousers remained after a suspected rhino poacher was killed by an elephant and then eaten by lions in Kruger National Park, South African National Park said. The incident happened after the man entered the park Monday with four others to target rhinos. An elephant suddenly attacked the alleged poacher, killing him and his accomplices claimed to have carried his body to the road so that. Passersby could see it they then bailed out of the park they called the family the next morning and said hey bad news uh you, you, you're whoever didn't make it they go searching uh, for the the man uh, uh, they couldn't find him and then after a couple of days of looking park rangers found uh, by by the lions uh, some a skull and a pair of pants um golly
0: what,
1: a, what a hell of a I know <laughs> you guys <laughs> unite.
3: Well, <laughs> wow. Here's one good, thing. Positive.
0: Here's one thing I want to make clear on this before we get into it so a lot of people don't get understand. Poaching and hunting are two different things. Yes. yes. Okay? So let, let's make that understand. Yes. Poaching is illegal. Right. Poaching is going into a national park okay. where they are saving animals and trying to kill them for your gain, which is illegal. Right. Hunting is a legal game. Uh, it's a legal hunting game for food, for sh- you know, shelter to make whatever you know. Th- shelter,
2: babe. Yeah. That's a stretch.
1: <laughs> shelter. No,
0: it's not. Absolutely. What do you think all oh. the skins are around TP's okay. or anything oh, like that? Oh, okay.
2: Okay. Oh, I, oh, I forgot that new house that we're building. Yes.
1: With, um, yeah, that house. Zebra skin. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm going all the way back to my days. <laughs> my too.
0: right. We're taking it back.
2: But, but, but here's the difference. This is what I, I want hear,
0: people no, to I understand. Mean, poaching, keep on. Poaching yeah, yeah, and uh, hunting are different. That's true. So, so as we talk about it, understand poaching what this person was doing was illegal yeah
2: and and just just in and in general unsafe because when people set up these hunts they're
3: very um they're set up
2: right i mean there's a a a personal
3: hunters with them that go with them that are taking them around i mean they're so that you know what you're allowed to yes hunt right? right
2: what's
0: your second shot
3: well gosh okay
2: <laughs> uh, I don't like to talk about hunting a lot because I don't like to get into you know poaching. controversial Remember? stuff. This, right. is, po- this, this is, is poaching. This is poaching. I know. Poaching's either illegal. either of them. I'm either of them. Here's the thing this is the most extreme example of something something coming back to get you when you're doing something wrong it's just the most extreme example I'm not saying that somebody does something illegal and they deserve to die I'm not going to get that deep into it but we also have to acknowledge the consequences for what we do whether it's in work or you know in our relationships or with our families or the you know people we do business with there are always consequences You know, and and when you do something like this, it's not sort of an accidental like, oh, oops, I stepped into the wrong area. This is super intentional. It's super intentional. So just to kind of bring this around second shot to regular day life, when you're doing something super intentional against somebody else, it may not be tomorrow. It may not be immediate, like what happened with this gentleman. Um, But eventually it does come back to you.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: uh, What do you think about this, Well,
3: you know. I fall in line with that too because, again, we're talking about this in the context of poaching, not conservationism, nothing like that. But yes, I mean, I'm a big believer in what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. And even though, yes, this is a very extreme situation, I mean, it, when you think about it in your own life, and if you do believe in that as well, you know, try to put out good in the world because the good things that you do and the good things that you put out there are going to come back as well. And we can all make this world a better place by doing good things and remembering like really at the end of the day, what goes around comes around. It may not be this extreme, yeah. like you said, but it is going to come back around whether you put the good out there or whether you put bad out there. Well, think about those. Re- Did you ever think that your relationships in like the modeling world would come around to help you now in this business? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's like you think about the time that you invest in people and if you're willing to help them early on in your stages of your business or whatever you're doing, if you're willing to help people get to where they want to go to, it does come back to mm-hmm. help you. And I've experienced that time and time again with our own, again, that that not having a lot of money for marketing, utilizing my friends, having mm-hmm. to hop in all of our photo shoots. Yes, and mm-hmm. people will jump on board and help you because you've been willing to help them along in their journey.
0: Hey, right. but if you were a you know mean person that always shut everybody out, and always held your own secrets and you didn't help anybody there, you wouldn't have been able to get, sell out every strand you had without marketing dollars because those people, you
2: call them, which you need now, yep. they would have been like, like, oh no! I remember showed. when she was so high
3: on herself. Absolutely, when she wouldn't share anything with me. Yep. And she was, you know, big shot doing yep. this and that. Yep. And and it would come back around to you. I mean, yep. it absolutely would. And yep. this came back
0: around in a very positive yep. way for you and what you're doing. Yeah. You well, know that,
3: I, mean? I mean, that's that is what I just I truly truly believe in that. And I try to surround myself with people too that give that energy off and that that will give back. To other people, to not because they want something in return, but because they truly just want to help people along in their journey. And I found that, you know, when we needed it, people were there to help us out too. Can I yeah. take a total turn on this?
2: Yes. My yeah. other second shot. <laughs> okay. So, and it just dawned on me because I had a I had a note. I was looking in there. What was the note? Um, I've had a couple of women reach out and say, "Oh, I liked the sort of like dating stuff. You know, they're single working women." But I think that this same concept about what goes around comes around. Totally works in the dating world. Like if you're in the online dating world and you're kind of like, oh, I'm too good for him, I'm too good for her, I'm too to this, I'm too that, and not giving people respect and not returning a call or not being open and upfront with somebody about this isn't going to work out and here's why. Like if you're ghosting on people, like
3: that comes around. You're using terminology I don't even know. Like I've been so you've been married there were for no, too long. I've been married for too long. There were no dating apps. Or we actually had to call people on the phone and talk to them. You couldn't and go on dates. Yeah, we couldn't ghost back then. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You couldn't just disappear on them.
3: <laughs> Just disappear. No, because I went to church with them, too. But, but <laughs> <before> she,
0: <laughs> she changes
3: churches. Yeah. The,
0: the ultimate ghost. Yeah. But, yeah. but what you're saying is so true, because how many of those girls that you know that will ghost all the people then be so upset if a guy, like, stops it with It's like, look, you can't do that and not expect that in return. You, the, the, you know, the old golden rule, treat others as yeah. you would like to be yeah. treated. Like, that, that really actually still
2: is the golden rule it totally is and i think that you know the the dating world can be small too so don't get yourself a bad reputation for being mm-hmm. that person who is too good or who you know i mean like the common courtesy the golden rule in dating i think is if you're not going to continue to hang out with somebody or if you're not going to engage in that relationship anymore is to really like it's hard but you need to tell them well, like what, you need what to explain to
3: that like where did that go that
2: people <laughs> don't do that people just ghost people people will um just cease all contact you know like go on a couple dates and like oh, i don't like him because they, they have some they, there's so much immediacy right now with dating yeah. in apps and you know so you're not hanging on to that one guy it's like oh he was okay but i've got this other one that's popping up and you know like he's around the corner and we could go hang out or go to coffee or go to a drink and so um people aren't closing up the
3: i wonder though if that extends beyond just dating relationships i mean does that then affect people how they have communication at work at their jobs with clients it i mean it, it has, has to be Because i feel like once you get in the rut of doing that you haven't given yourself the discipline to actually learn how to have those hard conversations so are you avoiding them in every area of your life you know when it really matters i mean if i had employees that were not willing to be up front with me or they weren't willing to be up front with a client i would have a serious problem with that i would want them to be i mean even it's called robust dialogue like you can have those hard conversations and i think that actually helps you grow as a person in every area of your life totally those oh those conversations are so, i'm really bad
2: at it he's great but he's i mean he's been working in the hiring of people and the managing of people for so long that it's almost like it's almost like i it didn't doesn't start off that you.
0: way i mean i mean in the beginnings i mean that i was i was <gasps> scared little boy that would not have a conversation <laughs> with anybody i mean uh, like i've always said like in my book talked about is um with more competence comes confidence and that's what happened was is is the confidence the confidence to have those conversations came from the competence that i gained mm. through the knowledge over the years of doing it right so first several years in being 22 23 20 years old you know i didn't know very much so it was tougher for me but later sure. more competence more confidence those conversations became easier and easier to do
2: it's like zach finally got the competence and the confidence to propose i did (laughs) (laughs) it's true i did that thing yeah after how long uh
0: after after heath and jenny were like what's the deal (laughs) (laughs) we pushed and pushed zach we're like dude you did (laughs) you got a good one they've been like high school sweethearts and stuff and it's like come on uh,
1: almost uh actually i take it back just the other day uh april 1st was nine years Oh
3: my God! He just now proposed. He just Congratulations! Propose. I want you
1: to know, Amy, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I the the thing that truly tipped me over was when Heath Oaks was sitting here one day on his phone and just out of nowhere he goes, "Hey Zach," do he not even look up, and I was like, "What?" And he goes, "What? Why haven't you married that girl yet?" And I was like, "What?" And he, he looks at me. He's like, "What's the deal? What are you waiting for?" And that was when I had like a crisis of identity. It was like, "Oh my God." <laughs> what?
3: That was hard conversations. Yeah, I was shy away from the hard
1: conversations. He thinks yes, yeah. it's true.
2: Amy, was it hard for you? Did you okay? So had you ever worked in like a boss role or managerial type role prior to having your own company? No, no. Okay, so is that, yeah. how
3: did you, how is that skill set going? Well, or? so it's funny because I I started a talent management company. Um, gosh, this was like right before I started working. Amy's done so, so much. She's actually wow. three hundred years I'm old. I have very I call it an eclectic resume, um, and that. I think every everything that um, I've done, every industry that I've been in, is always people oriented. It's always geared around how to communicate with people and how to, you know, obviously you have to foster relationships. That's the most important thing that you can do in any relation in any industry that mm-hmm. you're in. And so, but moving from, um, you know, I held leadership roles in other things, sure. though, so I think those skills translated over, now there's a lot that I don't know and I'm having to ask my mentors constantly, okay, you know, when dealing with um, hiring or you're dealing with different personalities, there's a whole new level skill set that I'm gonna have to work on. You know, I gotta add totally different tools to my toolbox of leadership now that I am like in charge of people. And and not just like being in charge, like you have to, I wanna inspire them Mm -hmm. to do things. I don't wanna demand that they do things because I've worked for bosses that demand and how much all of us hated that. I want to be you know, the boss that inspires people to do things, and then they wanna work for you a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So those are definitely things that I'm still working on um, every single day. And I try to go to conferences and I read books and I try to put myself into leadership development programs that will help me because I know that I'm not quite there yet. Well, I think that's a good takeaway too because um, you're hearing someone who has her own
2: company and who has had a, a really successful career still in that mindset of, I'm still learning. Right. so that's going to make you a better person to work for, because when when you do go up against the boss or, you know, working with the boss that thinks that they know everything and are unwilling to learn, that can be really a challenge.
0: Well, just like in anything in leadership, you go through your seasons, you know, you're always going to have a different season where you have something right. And um, KDJ Consulting, Kathleen Jakes is somebody who I've always had. Um, It's almost like a psychologist for um, leadership development kind of thing. It's like I have a call every six weeks with her once a year. My staff does. 360 reviews on me anonymously uh, you know you know where I know nothing I don't know who the names are and we do the test and come back and for the next year it's like I mean literally one year it's like my consensual is down so I'm basically just telling people what to do that's what we're working on. The next year, that's all great. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, good. I actually worked on it. Got better, and now improved. it's this other deal. Like, it's an ongoing, constant yeah. thing. It's not a one-time, like, oh, go to a leadership development conference and I'm a better and leader. And you're
2: good to go. No, yeah. I, I
0: always have the seasons of where I'm stronger at in my leadership and where I'm not, mm-hmm. depending on what's going on. And that importance of having that um, that person uh, or finding a, a, a coach, you know, of some sort, right, to yep. be continuing coaching you. And, and having that thing, I think, is so key in leadership and in development and everything in general. Um, I mean, I think it's absolutely key. And I think I'll give it over to Jenny, let you kind of tell them where to find Amy at, where to get everything going.
2: Yes, okay. Well, first I'm wondering if we, you're wearing all Alexa right now. I right? Am, now. Oh, right? Oh, yes. oh, I'm wow. obsessed with these pants. I love Whoa, guys, that color. I just
3: basically made clothes like so I could, I made a line just so I could wear <laughs> just my so right, really yeah. Yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. 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 I mean, can, can she wear she anything can,
0: like, besides her own line? No. I mean, is that possible? No, I, because here's really the can. thing. Amy and I have
2: been out. We've been at like a Cowboys watch party. We've been at like high-end events and she's always Wearing Alexo, she dresses them up with heels, but it's actually like they're super you. cute, they look really cute, and all this stuff is like very sporty, trendy, like stuff you want to wear. I'm wondering if you can like stand up in front of one of the cameras oh, yeah. and kind of, Oh yeah, show Do I need to angle one is of these? It the is no, no, no. so, yeah, oh, it's so cute, it's
3: great, it's perfect for spring, and it's really funny because I just realized I walked past Lululemon the other day and I'm like. Our color scheme is the exact same color scheme that's Ah! in Lululemon right now as well, but it's it's great. These are so all the tops they aren't actually concealed carry, like they don't have the pockets in them. But what they are is they're designed to help you. The way that they are, you know, looser in the front, they're longer in the back. They're designed to help you cover and hide whatever it is you decide that you want to carry in your pockets. And then in the leggings, I don't know if you guys can see them, but in these particular pants, we have nine pockets. And them, so I can't really tell. Not nah, really in my I, I didn't even have to take my purse in today, and that's my favorite thing about these. <laughs> is there are, our good friend Tiffany Hendra actually dubbed them the purse pants? Yes. Yeah. On. Oh, Tiffany <laughs>
1: Hendra. Yes, <laughs> yes, the yes, yes, sure. show. Yes, yes, yes. yes.
3: And so I've got my keys. I've got my big old tablet phone in my pocket over here at <laughs> the Zach Morris phone. Um, and then I brought my trusty pepper blaster with me today because I wasn't sure. You know, I always like to check and see like what are the laws and what yeah where you can't That's the same carry, one I have So I love like the pepper that. blaster. Yeah, that's one you have, Jenny. Got the credit cards and everything right yeah, up here yeah. in the front. And then you've got uh, four more pockets in the back to kind of really pack them out and put whatever you want to in your pants. And really, look, it's hands free. I love it. When your hand's free and your head's not in your phone, it allows you to be situationally aware a lot easier than always being distracted by having things in your hands. So that's another just added benefit to having your purse pants on at all times. <laughs> so you don't have to have things in your hand that will distract you, so you can always be looking around at your situation to make sure that you're in a good a good spot.
0: If you're on YouTube, Facebook, go. If you're listening, go to YouTube, Facebook, and just rewind it and look at what she's got there. Yeah, you can see the
3: video.
2: Um, okay, where can everybody find you on social media? Yeah, so
3: our uh, Instagram page is Alexo. That's Alex with an O. Alexo Athletica, uh, but my personal page is The Amy Robbins. And then, of course, we're on Facebook at Alexo Athletica, and our website is www.alexoathletica.com. Is that perfect. where they can buy the stuff is online? Yeah, Just everything them? Everything is online. We're all e-commerce right now. You know, we've got a few mom and pop stores that are popping up, uh, retailers. But as of right now, you know, we're selling out on every online. And so if we did go to retailers, we'd have to take out of our own inventory. Right. And so <laughs> we're, we're, we're looking at 2020 as the year to really start hitting retailers um, yes. and to grow and expand that way. Because we want to do a pop-up at Hotworks. So and we got to get some Ooh, inventory. It would be great
0: for Hotworks, yeah. with Hotworks being a 24-7 thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. To it's sell so like
2: gear. Really, That's great. Really perfect. So we're yeah. not gonna be up and running until next year. So you've got that much time to, got you know. time to We've got time to do yeah. the yes, pop-up it shops.
3: Or what I love, it gives me a chance to interact with the people uh, that are here in the area that are always calling us saying, Can I try the pants on? I'm like, you can go to our shipping center if you right. want to.
2: But
3: drive out to the warehouse. The yeah. warehouse, but yeah, the, it gives them a chance to feel it and touch it yes. and put it on and try it on. So yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Amy, thank you were an you excellent yeah. guest.
2: I think people are gonna find this really valuable. So thank you for sharing your knowledge and, Absolutely. and everything being well, so open.
3: I love answering questions too, so if anyone, you know, if you hear anything on the show and you've got a question, you can reach out to me directly on um, my Instagram page and everything. I, I love interacting with everybody. So thank you guys for letting me come on. That is awesome. Oh, in her podcast. I mentioned at the beginning. Uh, oh, <laughs> she's a podcast. Yes. Of yeah. We do have a podcast. Yeah, it is called Not Your Average Gun Girls, and it's really a lifestyle podcast that focuses more on just empowerment through self-reliance and being prepared, but we talk everything, our favorite lipstick and beauty products, too, our favorite uh, self-defense tools and such, and we just... Just bring yeah, on yeah. great people with compelling stories that tell us, you know, how they were able to move from uh, where their aha moment got them to want to start thinking about their safety in a different way, and how they Perfect. choose to empower themselves. So
2: that's awesome. Yeah, you know, so you can got
3: catch that it. on iTunes, uh, or mo- any Stitcher, Google Play, all that. Yeah, same stuff, so. as mm-hmm. wherever you're listening here. You can yep. get Amy's. Okay, jennyanchando.com, Jenny TV on Twitter,
2: and then Instagram, my favorite social media, uh, just jennyanchando, and that's it. At
1: that's Apple, all I have. <laughs> Apple on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. Come be a part of the show. Join the conversation.
0: Uh, Matt Stoker1 on Instagram. Check it out. Ed heat folks at on fight amy thank you for taking the time that's awesome i love your line i think it's super awesome i think your whole mission is cool and i hope everybody go gets on board and supports her i love y'all see y'all next time